some. Well, good morning, everybody. Good to see everybody this morning. Everybody ready to have fun today? Yes. Today is family fun day. So uh, we're going to believe God for a miracle and that the, that the pastor is going to preach real short so we can just get to having fun. Anybody ready to believe a miracle? <laughs> Nobody's ready I to believe, believe a miracle. miracles. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Hey, well, real quick, I know we're kind of doing stuff and we'll do the coffee break just to explain why we do what we do. Uh, one of the things that's very important when we gather as the church family is that we get to know everyone. We get to know each other. Right. Many times what we've created wholesale in church is we all kind of, and it's not wrong, we all just kind of come, there's a set program and we walk through our program and then we all go home. Right, and all that kind of stuff. And so what we really want to create uh, as the North Campus family is we come, and this is as much about worshiping God and hearing the word as also is, is about being with each other, right, and, and getting to know one another and build relationship. Because, uh, again, years ago, uh, we heard this was from my father-in-law, that um, our faith is very daily, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But in our current culture, we've made it very weekly, does that make sense? And anytime my faith becomes very weekly, I, W-E-E-K-L-Y, I live very weakly, W-E-A-K-L-Y. Yeah. So if my faith is just weekly, I will live weekly, mm-hmm. right? But our faith is not a weekly faith. Our faith is a daily faith, and our faith is a relational faith. So our hope is, is when we come together like this, we're having fun, we're getting to know each other, and we're building relationships that go beyond just our times together mm-hmm. and get into the rest of the week. Because a whole lot of life happens between Sundays. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're meant to share that life with each other and share that faith with each other. Does that sound good? Yeah. So that's why we do a coffee break and then come back in, just give people time to kind of get to know one another. Uh, and I'll just say this, I also... Um, I'll just, a little bit of housekeeping, that's okay. Years ago, I was inspired by a pastor in Cardiff, Wales. Uh, he was a big uh, soccer player over there, big rugby and football soccer player over there. Uh, but he kind of did a thing where he had his services divided into two, where people would come and gather and worship and do some stuff, and then they broke. And then that way, if people needed to go home, they could go home. And then he came back later. Now, his thing was, and I love this, he actually did questions for his second half. Question and answer. All question and answer. For the second, and so they'd take about a coffee break and then come back after coffee break, and for about a half hour, he'd do nothing but take any and everybody's question. Mm-hmm. That's the reason, that's a lot of where I got what we do on Thursdays from, mm-hmm. is from the pastor in Wales. But what I wanted to kind of do here is we're going to worship together, uh, take communion together, have a time for the spirit to move together. And if during the coffee break, if you've got a, a, other things going on, especially as we get closer to fall and you need to kind of bow out, it kind of gives you a window to bow out if you need to. Uh, artists hang out and visit and then come back and what we're going to do is we'll do one more song of of a special kind uh, that'll be part of the service and then we'll get into the word does that sound good Mm -hmm. we're just practicing am I doing all right so so Selena's getting ready to to play a song that she wrote and she wrote this song uh, by by the Lord gave it to her about three years ago four years ago uh, when we started talking about some of the things on our journey as a church family, you know, we've really been on a long-standing journey for the past four or five years um, uh, that all started with us being willing to say yes to things. But the song that Selena is going to sing, it's an interesting song in that it's not a traditional, if you will, worship song, meaning it's not necessarily a song we're singing to God. It's actually a song that he's singing to us. Did you know that God sings over you? 
It says in Zephaniah chapter 3, uh, around the 16th verse, it says that our Heavenly Father, in His heart, He sings to you. That's why we worship and we sing back to Him, is, is He's actually singing over us and we're actually singing back to Him when we worship. So I just want you to think as we set this up that this is one of the songs that Father is singing over you. This is his song to you that he gave Selena a few years ago. But it's going to be connected. And what I want us to do as part of our, our time in, in, the, in the message this morning is this. And probably a very familiar verse to, to many of us. But in Proverbs, uh, the 29th chapter, and in the 18th verse, it says this. Where there is no revelation, it says, what does it say? It says, the people cast off restraint. Another version says, where there is no vision, the people perish. One well, other translation says this, where there is no prophetic revelation, people live life without breaks. And so one of the things that has come to me recently, and, and the reason why I feel like the Lord nudging us this way, is you know when, when challenging times in life happen, when things don't go our way, when things don't go as we prayed for and hoped for, one of the anchors of our soul is what God has shown us from before. Does that make sense? Yes. Right? I love that. It says, again, when, when God shows us pictures of our life and what he wants us to accomplish with our life, it becomes like a car that has brakes. You know, I don't know if y'all, Kevin will remember this car. My mom had a 1976, Delane might remember this car, a 1976 Lincoln Continental Town Car. Y'all remember that car? The tank, we yeah. called it. We called it the tank. The thing was uh, like a block long yeah. and like half a block wide. It was massive, right? Uh, old 1976 Continental Town Car. Mom, it was, it was mint green, ugly, ugly mint green on the outside and even uglier dark green on the inside, right? Back to it was there. And it would go, well, one day we're driving over here off of, uh, we're coming down Arkadelphia Road over by Cane Creek Baptist Church and the brakes go out on that thing and my mom's driving. We top that hill and we're coming down towards what at the time was Cane Creek Road. I think it's like the, what's it called now? It's like the Warrior Jasper Road or whatever that's right there. And we're coming down that hill. Ain't no brakes in this big old boat. And she and instantly mom switches to tongues, right? She just starts praying, <laughs> praying in the spirit. She's rolling down this hill and we're going, got no brakes. And, and she does a Dukes of Hazard, and she literally whips that thing off to the left and does this massive U-turn and pulls into King Creek Baptist Church parking lot. And we slow down and stop and praise God, nobody died. But, um, but that experience, I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that where you were in a car that had no brakes. But see, that's what God says from the word. He says, that's a life without vision, right? A life with, and, and what I mean by vision is that again, that from God image, that from God picture gives life breaks so that if my emotions ever get out of control, the revelation of God for my life applies the breaks. If life gets all hairy, scary, kind of out of control, things are going on, circumstances, situation, right? It gives my life breaks. It helps me know not only what to say yes to, but what to say no to. And it helps me recenter and refocus. Does that make sense? 
Amen. Because uh, here of late, I, I bumped into a few people and they've had some things going on and they're sitting back in their life and they're like going, I just don't know what to do anymore. I just don't know which way to go. I just, I feel like I'm just lost and I'm adrift and they've used these phrases like that. I'm just kind of being pulled around by life. And, and when we find ourselves in that situation or when we get a chance to help other people in that situation, one of the things we can do is, is okay, well, well, what's the vision? And, if they, and many times they'll say, I don't know. And what you can help people with is, okay, let's go back in time. What was the last thing you can say? This image was from God. This picture of my life was from the Lord. And you can go back there. Or if you're here today and you're like, Brad, I haven't got the foggiest clue what you're talking about. I just don't want to go to work tomorrow. Right? <laughs> that, 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 that all can happen too, right? You might be like, I ain't got no clue. I just don't want to go to work tomorrow. Well, this is a great day to start and to ask Father to say, show me. And, and again, when I mean by vision, I don't necessarily, not that I'm limiting to a grandiose, grandiose thing. I'm going to go off to a whole other country or continent and do missions work. I mean, that might be it. That's fine. But I really just want to sit there and say, Lord, show me what I can do today. Show me what I can do this week. Right? If you've been there, go back if you need to in your memory and go back and go, Father, show me what was what, what, what once was. Right, if you're feeling untethered, you can go back and say, okay, let me go back and, and I can come to a point and say, okay, this was an image from God. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so something that I want you, what I want to do is just you sing the song that God gave you. We're just going to take a time and meditate on this. She's going to sing it. You can follow along. The words are on the screen. But this moment here, what I want us to do is take time to imagine and take time to think about and ask God, Lord, what is the vision What are the good works? What are the things that you either A, have shown me that I need to put my hand to? Or maybe for the first time you're saying, Lord, show me what I need to put my hand to. Right? But give me a picture. And if you got a phone or if you got a notebook, I'm going to encourage you to have have a way to write things down, present right now. Faith prepares. Faith gets ready. Because as he begins to show you what that is or remind you of what that is, I want you to write it down. Right? I want you to make a note in your phone. Because what I want you to do this week is I want you to go back and meditate on it and think about it. And what I mean by that is, is when he shows you something that he wants you to put your hand to or he shows you something he wants you to do, I want you to begin to imagine what life will look like as I'm doing that. What's it going to look like when I begin to do this whatever? What's it look like when I begin to live out this dream? What does it feel like when I get there? When I begin to apply myself, what is that going to feel like? What is that going to look like? Amen. Does that sound good? So Father, we just take this time this morning. We just open up. Say, Holy Spirit, talk to us today. Guide us today. Give us uh, images, vision, pictures, imaginations of, Lord, the things you want us to begin to do with our life. Oh, Lord God, remind us of the things that have always been there. Lord, just as you showed me about three or four years ago, the, those old photographs that maybe we've given up on, Lord, we pull them back out. 
We look at it and we say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm willing. In Jesus' name.
Lord's shown you here, whatever He's reminded you of today. Just take a minute, if you will, and just right where you are, just um, pray a prayer of consecration to that. And what I mean by that is say, all right, Father, I'll give it a go. All right, Lord, I'll try. Right? So, Father, today we do that. The things you've shown us, the things you have inspired us with this morning, or the things you've reminded us of, Lord, we just say, Lord, we'll give them a go. We'll go for it. We'll swing for the fence. Lord, show us the things we can do right now, the things we can put our hand to before the end of today and into tomorrow uh, to just walk these things out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hmm. Everybody willing for that? Is that okay this morning? Anybody see something? Did y'all get reminded of something or maybe see something? Anybody want to just nod at me and say, yeah. Is that good? Is that good? Okay, cool. I mean, we'll keep going after it. I remember that um, our walk with the Lord is, man, it's very real, right? And it looks, um, it looks, again, it looks very daily. I don't want, don't want to minimize it, but I also think what happens is, is, uh, is we can forget that it begins today and what you got in front of you today, right? Being, again, as simple as, I want to be, an even better husband to Selena. I want to be an even better dad to my kids. I want to be an even better pastor to you guys. I want to, I want to just keep growing. I want to keep increasing. Right? Show me the things, the small twins. It's not big. And we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. It truly is the littler things, the smaller things that will grow. Amen. That's the whole parable of the kingdom is always, aren't you glad God always talked about it like a seed? Right? started with something small that just somebody was willing to plant and then it just began to grow, right? And that's as easy as the kingdom of God is, right? It's I'm going to take the little thing, that small act, that small word, that small whatever, and I'm going to do something with it today. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Sam. Awesome. Well, we're going to keep talking this morning just for a, a, a few more minutes. You know, it's about uh, about another 20 minutes, right about 12 o'clock, we'll land the plane. We're going to have fun. Well, if you can, please stay for lunch. we got some hamburgers and hot dogs we're going to cook and food to eat. And the kids are going to have fun. There's going to be water activities. We're just going to hang out and enjoy uh, today as a church family. Um, but just want to share this. So go to Luke chapter 10, if you would. And we're still just talking about... Um, the subject on both campuses, our Irondale campus, and I was just there this morning teaching the nine o'clock class. Um, everybody says hello um, that's here. Um, oh, where was that? Yeah. So that where we've been going? Luke 10, Parable of Got to find it. That unjust steward. Is that where we at? Or is it Luke 9? Luke 16. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Awesome. There we go. There we are. Look at there. Thank you, Chris. We grow together. Luke 16. That's the one. Amen. Is that it? Luke 16. 
Yeah, that was it. And we're going to talk about this book, talking about resource again, that we are tapped into heaven's supply. And, and the understanding that God has blessed us and wants to prosper us, he wants to, and I'm going to use a, a maybe not a very popular, he wants you to be wealthy. He wants to make you rich for what you were just imagining today. Can I just say that unabashedly? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. And again, I know there's the whole quote-unquote prosperity gospel, but I know there's a lot of some negatives that go around, and there's been a lot of abuses. Amen? Is everybody, excesses. Anybody seen some excesses in this? Mm-hmm. Amen? <laughs> and Delane, yes. I mean, it's okay. And it's okay. Hey, you know, it's okay to call them like you see them, right? It's okay yeah, in the church to say, if yeah, there's been some excesses, there, there's been some abuse, there's been some misuse. But remember, just because something is abused doesn't mean the thing that was abused was wrong. Does that make sense? It's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's like throwing the baby. Well, again, like, you know, we all have probably heard. I mean, maybe this is a tragic analogy. I don't know. Selena will stop me in a minute. But is, uh, you know, we've all heard of, of wives that are abused by husbands. Oh, yes. Right? People who are mistreated or children who are abused. We've got no raising of hands here. All the husbands here are awesome. They're all good. Absolutely. Right? But, uh, is that, but, we all, but the, just because the wife was abused, does that mean that wives are bad? Or that all men are bad? Or that all men are bad? No. Or right? that marriage is bad? Or that marriage is bad? Again, we know there's excesses. We know there's things that, that happen. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean marriage is bad. doesn't mean men are bad. doesn't mean women are bad. It just meant somebody got off in the weeds mm-hmm. and got off in their flesh and got off in some squirreliness mm-hmm. and went off in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, the same thing's true with this subject. Every subject. Every subject. Yeah. But there are people who have gone off in the weeds and gone off with the whole idea of God wants to make you wealthy and they've abused it for their own gain. As scripture warned that people would do that. But that doesn't mean it's not true that God wants to prosper you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God wants to bless you. And God wants you to be wealthy. Dare I say he wants you to be rich. Now what I mean by that, he wants you to overflow. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm glad I got two people. Hallelujah. This is all right. Amen. Aren't you glad God doesn't want you to be poor? Aren't you glad that God doesn't want you to be broke? Aren't you glad God doesn't want you to live the rest of your life going paycheck to paycheck, hand to mouth, barely getting by, just squeaking by, wondering where things are going to come from? Aren't, yes. Absolutely. Praise God. Aren't you glad? Can I tell you the most frustrating thing is to... See something that that you wish you could give towards and you can't. And you can't. That is the most frustrating feeling because it's like you've got this compassion has risen up in your heart about a situation or a cause or uh, every good work, like the word says, right? But we can't give to every good work if we're living paycheck to paycheck. We can't give to every good work if we have to, like, count our pennies just to make the, the fuel budget line, you know, like... <laughs> That's not God's way. God's way is abundance. That's right. So that we can give to every good work and so yes. that we can do other things as well. But but that's just the most frustrating feeling to me is going, oh, I'd love to give towards that project. But I can't right now where I'm right. at. Right? 
Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So again, we talked about it a little bit last week just to kind of, as a, a review, remember we talked about that in all of God's provision. Again, we looked at creation. We looked at nature. You know, I think, does somebody bring a watermelon today? I don't know if we were asked to bring a watermelon. I don't know who I brought it. Anyway, I'm just going to pretend somebody brought a watermelon. All right. If not, I'll go get one later. Let's but let's just say. But, you know, we talked about, like, you know, remember as a kid, you got the watermelon in the summer and, and you had to worry the seeds out, right? Yeah. I'm only one and you got them. And you're excited about that because you got to spit them on people. Anybody else besides me got to spit seeds? You got to go around and spit seeds at people and do stuff or get in a competition who could spit it the farthest and all that kind of stuff. You know, well, in creation, you see, as God makes stuff, there is always provision for today and seed for tomorrow. Yeah. And everything God has made, every provision of our life, there's always the sustaining food for today, and there is always a seed for tomorrow. Yeah. But now to add to that, you know, I'm sure you probably heard this very uh, catchy little phrase, we might be able to cut a watermelon open, right, and count how many seeds are in that melon. Could mm-hmm. we do that? Mm-hmm. But none of us can count how many watermelons are in an individual seed. That's right. Does that make sense? We might be able to count the seeds, but I can't count the future melons that will come off of those seeds. Yeah. See, that's our father. That's the way he thinks. That's abundance, (laughs) right? That is his nature. And we see it in creation that it's just abundance. I mean, again, all of us, anybody here besides me planted tomatoes every now and then? Anybody else been like me and you start and you're like going and you look back and this is, I've been telling myself, you know, and I I buy, she lets me buy two or three or whatever. And I look at them and go, you know, that's just not enough. That's just not going to be enough. It's just not going to, it's just not going to be enough. And so I normally will go buy three or four more, right, and plant them out there. And then on the first three you plant, what happens? You know, you get about a few weeks in, and you're like going, please somebody take these tomatoes. <laughs> and then I got all the other ones going on, and they're falling off and rotting on the ground, and everything's making more. Get, making more. And I'm like going, okay, it's a lot of tomatoes. Anybody else besides me ever experienced that before? See, that's God. Come on now, don't shout. That's God's nature. Always like that. And, 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 and he just makes stuff and it'll just, it'll just be abundant. Does I, again, we lived, many of you who may remember, we lived in Canada for 10 years on the western side and I got into salmon fishing. And I always chuckled because they would go out there and they would count salmon at the beginning of each fishing season to let us know what we could keep or what we couldn't. And they'd say, you know, uh, this year, and I remember it, you know, and everybody was, all the men were whining and crying. I would join in, you know, you know, because about two or three years in a row, well, we can't let you, can't keep any sockeye salmon this year. There's just not enough in the river. There's only 14 million. <laughs> and I remember laughing, oh man, we can't keep. And then I remember going, when does like 14 million add up to? That's just not enough. <laughs> That's just not enough salmon. With 14 million salmon, we got to have more than 14 million salmon to go fishing. Isn't that crazy? But let's guess that's God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why does he not want to do that with us? Right. Does he only want to do that with tomatoes? Mm-mm. Does he only want to do that with watermelons? Mm-mm. 
Does he only want to do that with fish? Well, according to the word, we're supposed to look at mm -hmm. nature in order to learn the attributes of our creator Absolutely. and how that applies to us. We're supposed to. The word tells us that it's like the book of nature is just like the, the Bible. It teaches us how God is, the yeah. attributes of our creator. That's right. And that's, how, and that's his heart towards creation, which is his heart towards us. Mm -hmm. So as we talk about and move into this, and I really want to get into some practical stuff in the coming weeks, it really does start with, I want all of us to go, man, God wants to be abundant with me. God wants to pour out blessing in my life. He, he wants everything about my life to be like tomatoes, like salmon, like he wants it to be super and overabundant. Right. Right. Even, even we all know this verse, right? I think it's in Galatians to the God that can do exceedingly and abundantly. Oh, yeah, there ain't no good Christian folk here. Come on. So, so to the God who wants to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. Right? Again, that, that word abundantly, it's a neat word in the Greek language. It shows up throughout the scriptures. It means over and above and beyond what is normal. Excessive. It really does mean massively excessive. Again, I grew up in the that was anybody else have a mama like mine, you know, using these stories, you know, y'all who ate it, my mama mom would worry and fret that there's just not enough food. It's just not it's just not there's not enough food. There's just not enough food. what if somebody's gonna be hungry. And so she would make dinners and that table would be swayed back. You know, what I mean it'd all be bowed down in the middle, you know, and she'd look and go, you know, if one one big old pack of pork chops is good, we should probably get three. Right? Or, you know, if we, if we can make a pot of cream corn, uh, let's just go ahead and fill up two crock pots. Right? Anybody else's mom? Yes. Amen. But we don't call that ex excessive. But see, that's that word where God's thing is, is okay, I, I want it to be a lot. Mm -hmm. Shaking together, running over, will men give unto God's desire is one of abundance mm -hmm. and bounty in excess, over and above what is needed so that not only will we stand back like we would at my mom's and go, I just can't eat another thing. You start saying, who can we call <laughs> to come over and come over here and eat this food? Yeah. Does that make sense? See, those kind of things, and that's for not just some, and can I do, and that's not for the TV preacher only. Right. Come on now. That that's not for the, the special few. That's God's desire for all of us. Children. For every child of his is to have an abundant life. Could we agree with that? Mm -hmm. All right, so now, Luke 16. Because I want to talk about, and just for a few minutes, and we're going to unpack again, and we'll pick it up some more in the coming weeks. So what does this look like? Because, again, on one side, as we've said before, when we get into the church world, we have tended over the years to just kind of lean in one direction and normally when you would hear a preacher start talking about this, what's the next thing you expect me to ask you for? Offer. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're about to pass the bucket. Right? I mean, we're about to, you know, and then and, and we've leaned towards just, okay, well, now increase your giving. You need to give more. Mm -hmm. And now please hear me. Before we're done with talking about this, we will talk more about giving. It is a part of it, but it's not all of it. Right. 
So I want to spend most of our time talking about the other 90% of stuff we don't talk about. Right, because most of the time in the world, in the church world, we're really good with the giving side. We, we go after that, but we miss all the other stuff. So I want us to talk about the other stuff first. So here, and we read this, and for time's sake, I'm just going to kind of tell the story here. In Luke chapter 16, there's the parable or the story of an unjust manager. Y'all remember that? And we said it, that this master, this rich man, he had a manager who was managing his stuff. And it came back to him that the manager was squandering and wasting the master's goods. Mm -hmm. Now, interesting here, as we've talked about before, the interesting thing with this manager, and this is some, some newer thoughts to me since we're getting ready for this, is that I used to think he was stealing. Anybody else besides me used to think, well, the unjust steward, he was robbing from the master. Anybody else besides me, that's what you thought? Except I realized the other day when I was reading, no, wait a minute, he must not have been robbing from the master because when the master showed up and said, you're fired and you can't be a manager no more, he said, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, hey, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm losing my job. My income is going away. And he says, apparently, mm-hmm. either too lazy or too out of shape to dig a ditch. Mm-hmm. One of the two. No manual labor for him. No manual labor for him. Or too proud to beg. So this dude didn't, what he didn't say is, is whoo, sure, I'm glad I've been socking away all my master's money. Now I got me a little nest egg back here. I'm going to live on. No, no, the unjust steward, what made him unjust is he squandered things. Yeah, he wasted things. Mm-hmm. See, managing well is increasing things. Managing poorly in the biblical perspective is when there is waste. Mm -hmm. When things that come in are wasted, Mm -hmm. right, then we've managed poorly. But on the kingdom side, faithfulness, and you've heard me say this before, and we're going to jump over here and look at Luke chapter 19 real quick. And there's another story, and I'll tell you the brief on it. It's in Luke chapter 19. It's the story of the minas. It's in verse 11, if you're taking notes for later. And again, for time's sake, I'm not going to read them. You can go home and read them. Right? But I want to sow this seed, two seeds today. One, God wants you to be abundant. Did we say that, lay that seed pretty good? Does God want you to prosper? Yes. Does God want you to have more than enough? Yes. Right? Does God want you to overflow and superabound? Yes. So that's God's heart. So now that we know God's heart's established, let's talk about us. Right? Our heart should be one that is mindful of how do I increase what I got? How do I make what I got grow? How do we know that? Jesus tells two stories, one in Matthew 25 and this one here in Matthew 19. They're the same story. Right, when you look at it there, but just a little bit different. But they're called, one's called the parable or the story of the talents, and this one is called the parable or the story of the minas. Now, what a mina is, just for definition, I looked at it right before we got going here. You can think of it like this. A mina was equivalent to three months' wages. Wow. So you can take in your imagination and go, okay, whatever we make a month times three, times three that's a mina. Right? So as the story goes, what happens is, is there's a master 
And he's going away on a long journey. And he calls some of his servants together. And this is what he says. To one servant, he says, I'm going to go ahead and give you in advance pay 15 months salary. I'm leaving. I'm going to pay you 15 months salary in advance. I want to see what you can do with it. Then to another one, he says, I'm going to give you six months in advance. I want to see what you can do with that. And to a third one, he says, I'm going to give you just three months in advance. Now, the master was just in the sense of he knew his people and he understood what they could handle. So he didn't give them anything that would hurt them. That he couldn't handle. That they couldn't do. See, God's heart again is he'll never give us what we can't actually manage. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So if it's from God, Mm -hmm. you can manage it. Mm -hmm. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Y'all see this, Mm -hmm. right? So y'all can't know the story. It says the master goes away and he journeys for some time and then he comes home and the master's all excited. He's going to square up. So he calls servant number one and says, hey, what'd you do with that 15 months worth of salary? And what'd that guy do with it? What'd he do? He doubled it. He turned it into 30. So he went from about a year and a half to three years in this time. And he doubled it. And what'd the master say? Well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then the guy that had the six months, what did he do with it? He doubled it and ended up with a year's worth of money. And what did the master say to him? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And then the dude that had the three months, mm-hmm. right? And I love this version of the story. What did he do with it? <laughs> well, it says, I love it. He says it t- he took his hanky, right? He took his handkerchief and he wrapped it all up and tied it up nice and neat and buried it in the backyard. Because right. he was just afraid of losing it. And when the master comes, he undigs the hanky, unwraps it, and goes, ta-da! There it is. I didn't lose anything. Aren't you proud of me? And the master said, (laughs) He said, you (laughs) wicked... That's what he said. He said, you wicked and lazy servant. Mm -hmm. So notice we're going to stop right there. There's a whole lot more we could go into in those stories. But again, we're believing God for a miracle. I'm going to land the plane soon, right? So... Here's the thing. In the kingdom of God, what does faithfulness look like? Increasing something. Increasing something. Again, see, in our modern vernacular, in our modern language, when we say somebody is faithful, many times we mean you just stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Like people would sit there and say, well, you know, Brad, you're just such a faithful husband. Right? And normally, because you stuck it out. You stuck it and out. you stayed with her. <laughs> <laughs> right? You just, you just stayed right there. Right? You know? Oh, come on. Yeah. We might sit there like that. You know, Brad, you were faithful. You didn't gain any weight, but you didn't lose any either. You were faithful. Well, see, in, in the kingdom of God, that's called wicked and lazy. Staying the same in the kingdom of God is called wicked and lazy. I'm going to say it one more time. Staying the same in the kingdom of God is called wicked and lazy. 
two big elements that have nothing to do with heaven. Yes. Like, we're from heaven, so it's anti-cultural for us to do that. Yeah, because see, heaven is still expanding. Mm -hmm. Heaven is still growing. Heaven is increasing. You and I are helping that happen. Right? You and I are actively helping heaven grow. So see, heaven is not staying the same. Heaven is growing. Heaven is in. Have you ever thought about that before? Some of you are like, you never thought about that before. See, heaven is increasing. Heaven is expanding. Heaven is growing. Again, it says, I believe in James, it says that the reason why God hasn't come back yet is it says he is a good and faithful farmer and he's waiting for more harvest to appear. So many people wonder, why has God not come back yet? Because we haven't grown big enough yet. <laughs> he's waiting for more to come. So see, all about the kingdom of God is about growth. Again, all of us have grown up in church and probably heard somebody say, I just, I just can't wait for the day. When that sweet by and by, when I get to heaven and I hear those faithful words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well, the hope is I want to hear those too, but to hear those I have to increase. Yeah. I have to grow. I have to take whatever he has given me. And I want you again to, and this is, I want you to, across your life this week, think about this. Yeah. Look at your whole life. Look at yourself. Examine yourself and go, what has Father given me? Mm-hmm. Again, and I'm, I'm talking about, I want to be, I have been given a great wife. Mm-hmm. That means I need to grow as a husband. Does that make sense? Right? I have been given great children, blessed by God with amazing kids. So that means I, I want to grow as a dad. I want to be faithful. I want to get better. Right? God has given me wonderful people like you guys. So hold on. Do you see that just in that one area, you're already going against the culture where fathers just provide and that's it? Mm-hmm. Like that's just what I'm supposed to do, Right? No, fathers increase the children. Yes. So they invest, they pour into them. I'm not talking money either. I'm talking conversations and time. Not necessarily more kids. Not, yeah, and not <laughs> necessarily more kids either. It's just, I see this little person, how can I make them increase? Yes. So it's not just lavishing them with monetary things. It's the watermelon seed. It's the mm-hmm. watermelon seed, right? And so you're like, how do I increase them? And, and it doesn't mean you just have to go buy them everything they want. That does not mean that. And it doesn't mean, well, they're clothed in bed and they have a roof over their head, right? No, they need you. They need you to impart into them. They need part of who you are in them. And that causes you to grow. It causes them it to causes grow. causes them to grow. That's a faithful father. Does that make right? sense? Mm-hmm. But again, I've been given you guys and this privilege and this opportunity. Kevin, you, you and I, Selena, we've been given this to grow, I want to be a better pastor. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better minister. I want to grow. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I've been given opportunities to work in different places and different uh, situations, right? I've been given new tasks and new. It's so funny. I mean, again, I, I, y'all know I share a lot. I mean, the people who've hired me now look and go, you know, you're just an awesome manager. And I'm like looking around going, <laughs> who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Anybody that knows me, it's so funny. The people who really know me, and they find out, well, they've made me a GM of two restaurants. And, and all my real, 
uh, you? <laughs> they, they, they know who they're talking to? And, and I said, apparently. But I looked at that and go, okay, God, help me grow. So I began to look. I began literally to listen to audiobooks. I began to look and study things. Again, I entered into a whole other. What does it look like in the restaurant industry? What is that? How does that work? How do you do that? What are the terms? Right? What are things? What are and I, does that make sense? What are what are par sheets? I didn't know what a par sheet was. I needed to know what a par sheet is. I'm running a restaurant. So see, every time we do that, you're growing. You're increasing. You're being faithful. You're being faithful. The, the opportunity. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I, when we talk about that, I, I want us to look at our bodies, yes. our physical bodies. How are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, 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 and increase for her doesn't mean that this increases, right? I mean, no. did I jokingly tell y'all that? I mean, I, I got to tell on me and I got to tell on her too. Like, so, you know, we work at, I work at the bakery now. And we're sitting down, and as we do, and I said, hey, this is the opportunity that they're presenting. I'm praying about it. I think, like, there's something from Father in it. What do you think? And we're praying about it. And she comes in and goes, yeah, I can see the things of God and what he's maybe wanting to do. And and he says, she goes, but your pants size go up, and that's your two weeks' notice. (laughs) And and, and you think I'm – she literally, she said, she goes, right now you're in a thirty six. The day I have to buy a 38, you just need to know you just handed in your two-week notice. And, and, I, and she had that look on her face, if you've known her at all, and I'm like, okay, yeah, she ain't playing. <laughs> right? So I literally had to go to God and say, God, uh, I'm working in a bakery, and I like baked goods. And there's cinnamon and rolls. And I like cinnamon rolls, world. and their cinnamon rolls are the I best I have ever had. So I've, and then y'all think I'm kidding. I literally went and I said, Holy Ghost, you're going to have to turn some stuff off in me. You're going to have to help me because I know I'm supposed to be here, but I know what she said, and she deserves it, and it's right, so you're going to have to help me. And guys, I mean, if y'all know me at all, I, I mean, I enjoy one every now and then, but I literally walk by, and, and I'm like, I've actually lost weight since working at a bakery. Isn't that crazy? He's lost weight. Yeah. He will, he will help. Well, he will. He is the spirit of self-control. But listen, but see, even that, I use that. I try to talk about me because I can't talk about you. Right? See, see, that's increase. Yeah. yeah. That's being faithful. Because your health has increased. Because my health has increased. Mm-hmm. But it's also, I, I want to try to, I know that God's got me here for this time, for this season, for a reason. But I know that I, that I have a wife that cares about me and loves me and wants the best for me. So when these things collide, you go and I'm just trying to give you an example. In, but, but that's increase. Mm-hmm. Does that help? Mm-hmm. All right. Last, back to, to chapter 16. And we are done with this because now this is your homework for the week. Okay. We're going to jump ahead. Ahead, remember we talked about the the unjust steward and the manager. And as Jesus keeps telling the story, he picks up in verse ten. So Luke sixteen ten, Jesus says. Now remember, what does faithfulness mean in the kingdom of God? Increase. What does it mean? Let's say it out loud. When when you read faithful, you you hear increase. Increase. Right. So anytime now 
when, when you read stories like what I'm about to read and you hear Jesus say the word faithful, you just need to know, oh, he's talking about increase. Mm-hmm. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about staying the same. He's talking about making something grow. Mm-hmm. So Jesus said, he who is faithful in that which is least will be faithful in that which is much. Now here, the least part, he is literally talking about money. Yeah. He's talking about physical, cold, hard cash. But now let's, let's translate it. Those who can increase cash, they can increase true riches. Come on, shout Oh, some of you right there. I'm so sorry. Let's back. I'm going to try to be. Remember, I'm your Brad and I'm your friend. Yes. Right. So now listen to, so as we talk out, one of the things we're going to talk about in the coming weeks is this, how do we increase our cash flow? How do we increase our earnings? How do we increase cash? Not because we're greedy, not because we're trying to to just be, gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy, but because Jesus said literally, if you know how to increase money, Man, you can, I can give you some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I need you to begin to look at your cash flow as not just whatever the income is. This is the proving ground for us all for what's coming. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Does that make sense? Those dreams and desires, desires God has put in your heart, those pictures that we just went over. Does that help? Yeah. Now, again, I know that might, again, I know that might, as y'all heard me, I, I hope... To a degree, I haven't totally rubbed your cat backwards. But if I've rubbed your cat backwards, bring it here on Thursday. We'll turn it around and try to lay the fur back down, right? I mean, so, uh, right? And, and bring questions and all that kind of stuff. But at least, but that, because that jumped out at me. When I was doing this and studying and meditating, that hit me pretty hard too. Because again, just being transparent, I've not been very good at that over my 50, almost 50 years of life. Just being real transparent, just so you know, Selena and I have lived, we're almost 25 years married, and we have lived most of that time paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. That's been us. Mm-hmm. Hand to mouth. Mm-hmm. Right? As Dusty jokingly said about us one time, he says, y'all do lean, y'all do lean really, really good. Well. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I, I, please tell me this is talking to me as much as it's going to be talking Absolutely. to you. And I'm looking at me going, okay, God, Absolutely. I want to be faithful and here, G, again, this is read in my Bible. Is that read in your Bible? Yes. So who's talking? Jesus. So Jesus is saying, Brad, mm-hmm. man, if you can be faithful in that money I'm sending your way, mm-hmm. then you can be faithful in much more. Mm-hmm. If you can cause your money to grow, mm-hmm. then there's other things you can make grow. Mm-hmm. Does that make, let's move on. Yes. All right. So he, he goes on in that kind of stuff. He says in verse 11, therefore... If you have not been faithful, right? Or if you have not increased, this is again, I'm sorry, I'm an unrighteous mammon. Mm -hmm. That's the money side. I missed that. That least part, let me back up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That least part, again, can talk about the small stuff in life. In verse 10. In verse 10, what I just read. I got ahead of myself. I apologize. That's a bad, bad faux pas on me. Right? How many of you ever heard this? Don't sweat the small stuff. Apparently, Jesus didn't believe that phrase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Jesus said, no, you need to be faithful in the small stuff and make it grow. Yeah. 
Because when you make the when you make the little stuff grow, you'll make the big stuff grow. So does I? So I, I'm gonna be back up. What I all just said was for verse 11 about the money. If you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you true riches? Mm -hmm. So do you see that? So Jesus says, faithful in the little bitty things. Mm -hmm. Faithful in money. Mm -hmm. What does faithful mean? Increase. Increase. So how do we cause the little things in our life, the things that we think are inconsequential and we have a tendency to go, oh, those don't matter. How do I make them grow? Mm -hmm. Right? How do I make money grow? Right? To come back to the little things. And again, I apologize. I feel like I messed it up. Oh, this is okay. Y'all love me anyway? Mm-hmm. Am I getting we're better? Trying, we're all trying Am to I getting better? Yeah, you're being faithful. I mean, how many, good, thank you. How, how many of you know, like for a, a runner, like who was it? Like, I, I'm not a sports guy. Anybody knows me, I'm not a sports guy if it's not got a fishing pole or a gun attached to it. So, um, but like, well, last time I watched something to do with the Olympics, there was a guy from Jamaica named Bolt. Is he still like the fastest guy on the planet? Hussein Bolt. When I was there, he like ran and broke. He, he, the Olympics I watched, he ran and he broke the world record in like one of his meets. And then like a day later, he runs again and breaks yesterday's thing. And the, except the second time he did it with his shoe untied. Literally, his they took pictures and his shoelace was flapping, and he still ran like nine seven or whatever it was for the hundred yard dash or whatever it was. But I'd say that to say this: How important is a tenth of a second in the Olympics? Very. So if you're faithful in the little thing, you you'll get the much. Mm-hmm. That's just a little bit of, hopefully, a little bit of an analogy. Mm-hmm. Good. As we're looking at stuff, we can't all go how how. How can I get better at the little? Yeah. Again, how can I just get better? Because I'm just I'm honing myself. I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm getting better. That's faithfulness. Does that make sense? I want you to think about that for yourself. And then lastly, it says this in verse 12. And if you have not been faithful, or if you haven't caused to increase what belongs to another person's. Mm-hmm. Who will give you your own to be faithful of? Can I just interject here with the fact that this is why we teach our kids to do some of the things that we teach them to do at home. Because we're training them to be faithful with our stuff. My stuff. Before they're going to get their own. Right? So if they're faithful with our stuff, they're well equipped to do their own thing when it's time for them to do their own thing. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so what I want to do in land faith, so think about this this week. I said, this is your homework. In your life, begin to catalog some of the little things. Mm-hmm. What are some of the little things that you can let the Holy Spirit, and again, now, here's the thing. Let me back up like this because this can, I want to make sure I'm not putting anybody under condemnation. Oh, no. Nor are we talking about perfectionism. No. The, the part of this is, is under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Right? Right? Let him go to him and let him. And when he says, Brad, you can get a little bit better right here, mm-hmm. then I'm going to work on that. Right. Now, all of y'all might go, Brad, you got about 500 things over here you that can you can get better on. at. <laughs> and you're probably all right. But I'm going to say, Holy Ghost showed me this one. Yes. So I'm, I'm going I'm to be faithful here. I'm going to increase the one that the Holy Spirit showed me, even though Selena's got a whole list behind his, right? And she's. 
she's praying that he talks about her list next, right? Does that make sense? You know, a little bit of joke, you know, that kind of stuff. So please, I'm not talking about perfectionism. I'm talking, but, but seriously, go to God and say, what's the little I can get better at? Show me something small, right? Because many times, again, why people don't do anything with their life is many times... Well, I'll tell, tell one more story. We were in Canada, and so there's Daniel Davis. And then I got to land the plane. So, so Daniel Davis was in our church with us, and I love her. She was, and she, God put on her heart the orphans of Canada, right, or orphans in general. So she started doing research, and she, I remember she came one Sunday, and she's just weeping, just bawling. There's 35,000 orphans in Canada. What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, and, and she's just, and we're talking, and then I forgot, and I wish I could say I'd have helped her in that moment, but I probably dropped the ball. I, I, I'm like, ah, stop crying, number one. I don't know, uh, but uh, you know, <laughs> so, but later she came to me the next week. She go, you know, remember last week I was all upset. I said, yeah, and I went to God about it, and He says, you can't take care of thirty five thousand, so why don't you just pick one? Wow, what about one? No, no, she said just one. Why don't you? Ask me for one and take care of one. I'll take care of the other $34,999. You just come with a heart for one. See, that's what I'm saying. I want you to ask God for the one. Don't get lost in the 35000 Say, God, give me the one small thing I can do. What's the one thing, the little thing I can get better at? I can, I'm going to increase that. Right? Then I want you to sit there and look at your money. And I want you to seriously think, this is the one that probably why I got stuck on it earlier because I didn't know how to present it. But I really want you to seriously say, Father, show me how to increase my money. Show me how to increase my money. And the reason why I was nervous about that, because again, not because we're greedy. Right. Not because we're gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy. But because here he said, listen, I can give you true riches mm-hmm. when you're faithful with the, un, the mammon, the, unrighteous. the least, which is money. Right. But I want us to first have a heart to say, Lord, help me increase that. Right. Because I think what he's going to do, he's going to begin to show you. He's going to show you how to budget Absolutely. better. Me too. Yep. He's going to show us how to budget better. He's going to show us. <clears throat> I mean, I love, I'm going to pick on Miss Eloise if she loves me. I love, and when she came, Miss Eloise, where'd you get those cups? The hood? <laughs> we went out to the hood and bought cups. I thought, I love that. That's awesome. We got some good cups for a great price in the hood. That's awesome. And that makes me think, well, where'd y'all go? She said, Meat Depot, or what did you say? And so I'm I might need to check out Meat Depot. What have they got over there? But he'll show you where to shop. Yeah. He'll show you deals. But here's the thing. I want you to, this is the big one. Wherever we're working today, whatever our current employment is today mm-hmm. part of this is Lord how am I more how do I grow here mm-hmm. right not when I get to my dream job whatever that might be mm-hmm. but how do I grow here, right, here right now how do I become more valuable here mm-hmm. how do I increase myself here mm-hmm. right and then finally ask yourself how am I helping somebody else's dream grow what am I doing that is helping another grow, helping another reach, 
You see these things? Jesus said, faithful in the little, faithful in money, faithful in what belongs to somebody else. Guys, listen to me. I, I, we learned it from Greg Moore this last week, and it just has been exploding in me when we went to Colorado. That's where prosperity begins. That's right. These three things I'm wanting to unpack with us. This is where our prosperity pathway begins. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. With the little, with our actual money we have today, mm-hmm. and with somebody else's. If we can increase these things, Jesus said, these are the paths. Because listen, that's what he said, right? If you're faithful in the little, man, you'll be faithful in much. If you're faithful with unrighteous mammon, I can give you true riches. If you're faithful with another man's, you'll get your own. Do you see? Jesus right there said that. You want to know how you get wealthy? You start right here. You want to know how the unjust, why the unjust steward was unjust? Is he didn't.